having either Ryan or Arissa, one of those two. And like, yeah, Ryan, Arissa's cool too. I use her a lot or it, it a lot. Yeah. Uh, Reinhardt is kind of the more, um, more traditional slash powerful. Sh- I mean, he's got the biggest shield, obviously. Like, yeah, um, yeah. And so uh, he's a little harder to play, I think, than Arissa is. I, I, I'm better at Arissa. I kind of wish I'd played Reinhardt, actually. Um, so well, it's, I, I think that you're I, doing that. I think Reinhardt with the melee attack, I think the big thing is you just need a team, uh, I guess, for a support cast that you can rely on versus with Arissa, right. you can kind of hang back and do damage on the enemies from a That's distance. Right, because so with Reinhardt, you're kind of defenseless, like, yeah, while you have the shield. You're pretty much just up. a shield. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Okay, anyway, we'll get into that later. We'll see if we have time for it. But All right, I recorded that part about Overwatch, by the way. <laughs> I don't know you if it'll put. make it in or not, but we'll see. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, no worries. I'm recording here, too, now. I didn't get that part. You got the, the secret Overwatch conversation. Yeah, I know. It's funny you just make fun of me for talking about Overwatch <laughs> on the podcast, and here you are. No, dude, it's great. Uh, at this point, my wife makes fun of me so much for it. Abby's calling it... Um, uh, Fortnite. She just says like, "Stop playing Fortnite." She thinks they look the same. <laughs> Come on, and, Abby. They, they're different games, but she's also not wrong. It's it's crazy and and all the online craziness. But no, I, yeah, no, for sure. All right, so <laughs> let's do this. Let's go. Hello. City to all of you here in town and in every corner of the interwebs. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you're enjoying this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. In fact, Sunday the 24th. Wait a minute, of March. Hold on a second. Are you what? sure? Are you sure that your mic is coming through your mic? It kind of actually rose. It kind of sounds like tap your mic. Nope, nope. Are you sure it's recording? For, it's, it's tapping on the recording side. Okay. Mm, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, let, that's let me, fine. Then, then I don't. Then I don't care. It's fine. As long as it's picking up on GarageBand, I just. I, yeah. The, the GarageBand showed the taps for sure. Yeah. I don't hear them, but I don't care. It's fine. Weird. Let me just check Skype real quick. Audio video on Skype. Uh, microphone. Ah, it's saying built-in microphone, not USB codec. There we go. Does that sound better now? You know what's funny? It actually sounds better the other way. So why don't you go ahead and change it back? <laughs> this doesn't sound as good? This isn't it's picking qui- up? It's quieter. And, the, and the thing is, like, if you were to adjust it, like, I want it to sound good for you on GarageBand. So as long as it's good on GarageBand, then go ahead and switch it back because it actually sounded louder through your built-in. Okay, how's it? So yeah, built-in microphone. We're yeah, good there you go. But but I mean, keep the distance has to be the same because you're recording it, blah, blah, blah. But right, yeah, right. that's funny yeah. as hell. Okay, great. Perfect. Like when I bump the mic at all, it's definitely showing up on GarageBand. So. And, it's not, okay. and it's not showing up here, which is fine. Again, like now I can, I can hear you better. So great. Perfect. <laughs> that's funny. Right, cool. Okay, sorry. No, no. Okay. Take two. Jeez. Take Click. two. Click. There you go. <laughs> Hello, wait, wait, Rip wait, wait, wait. City. That's oh. kidding. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Rip City. To all of you here in town and in every corner of the interwebs, thank you for tuning in. We hope you're enjoying this beautiful Sunday, the 24th of March. It is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Sunday. It truly is. It's been nice all day. You are listening to the Podland Trailcasters. I am Keith Feltner Smith, and here with me, as all as as, as most of the time, no, as always, the Darian, the Dashing, the Beautiful, and the Bold Brandon Goldner. What's up, buddy? I am a Moira Main, and if you want to reach out to the Trailcasters, <laughs> you always can. That's going to be at Trailcasters on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Emails are always going to work. Trailcasters at gmail.com. We yes, also have do. a website, simply Trailcasters.com. But the most important thing, and I usually put up my Reinhardt Shield to say this, we're going to want your five-star <laughs> reviews, five whether star. they are on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify. That does not matter. It matters to those five-star reviews because more reviews, more people. More people is more fun, fun, Keith. That's what I'm trying to say. How's everything going? You're right. That is beautiful out. And you're right. Also that I interrupted you many, many times during this <laughs> intro. I apologize for that. But how is everything on your end? Oh, it's so wonderful. I, you know, honestly, I feel like more people means more fun is not only the Trailcasters motto. It's kind of the Overwatch motto, too. So, you know, it, it explains some of this. Work oh, is that what I was referencing? Ah. I, I, I believe that's what I believe it fits. They got that new character in there now. Batiste going. Baptiste or Batiste? Uh, Baptiste. I mean, yeah. By the way, like, if you like Overwatch, you should totally add me. I'm on PlayStation. <laughs> Von de Gold Nerd. Hit me up if you want to play some Overwatch. Keith just got into it. I got him addicted. I'm so happy. 
<laughs> okay, okay, we'll reel it back in. We'll save that for later. Today on the show, other than Overwatch conversations, we have a Trailcasters solo duo pod once again. Just us, no guests. We've yeah, had Brandon Goldner impersonation. We've had impersonators in here the last couple weeks covering uh, on Brandon. And today we have the one and only truly original BG himself. We're going to be talking about... <laughs> Sorry, I, I have a song reference for everything you're saying. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I, I plan it out that way. All of my, uh, all of my dialogue, I just plan for being song titles or, or, you know, references to preferably older music, you know, maybe 70s, 60s titles. Hopefully you're picking up on that. Let's see what your musical catalog really uh, it brings us. We will see as the episode progresses if I do any more of that. I know it's kind <laughs> of annoying, but oh well. So we will also be talking about, besides Overwatch, besides Brandon's musical catalog, we'll be talking about who is replacing CJ in the lineup, who is doing the most, who can we expect the most from, and who is maybe not really living up to their end. Who else, besides the role of CJ and the shooting guard, who else is stepping up? Who is kind of really covering the game? Damn! And, as of course, we will also be talking about this week's games, next week's games, and how the season is going to close out. First things first, though, we need to pump a little special uh, raffle, a little pump special it, pump donation. It, pump, pump it up. There we go. Nice one. That's a good reference. A little, not quite 70s, 60s, but it's, you know, that's a good a, a dated reference for all of our older audience out there. Hopefully not just the kids. Hopefully the kids get that one too. It's not, I don't know, was that 90s or 80s? <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, that's that was, right. Uh, I can derail too. Yeah, early 90s think? for sure. <laughs> all right. So not early 90s. This year, 2019, we are running, Brandon and I, uh, we are running a the Hood to Coast Marathon with my wife and many of our friends. We are trying to raise some money for the Providence Cancer Institute. And to do that, we are asking for your donations. And for every $25 donation you give, we are going to enter you into a, uh, a raffle for a four-day, three-night stay out in Sun River, a two-bedroom, two-bath vacation home out there. It is a beautiful spot. If you've ever been to Sun River or not, you definitely need to get out. Eastern Oregon, absolutely wonderful this time of year. Uh, you can find our fundraising pages for Brent and I and our teammates all on Facebook. You can go find us at the Wu-Tang Van Dream, uh, which is a wonderful reference to what song, Brandon? Uh, Wu-Tang Clan's uh, Cream, uh, Cashels Everything Around Me. There we go. Thank you for finishing it off. (laughs) And here's the thing, like, honestly, Keith, like, I think pretty much everybody listening to this podcast, myself, yourself, has been touched in some way by cancer as a horrible disease. And there's not enough research, not enough money going toward it, even though, even though um, obviously we have a lot of really amazing institutes like Providence, like OHSU and others who are trying to get to the bottom of, of why cancer occurs and how to cure it. But there's always the need for more. And that's why we're doing this. Like, yes, like part of it is to run hood to coast, which is awesome. Um, part of it is to have a competition between me and you to see who can fundraise more money. Let's talk about that. What, like if, if you raise more than me, like what's the prize going to be or whatever. But like, Here's the deal. Like you said, 25 bucks, it's all it's going to take to enter you to win that four-night stay at Sun River would be super awesome. And if you donate more than 25, if you donate 75, that's three entries. Now, remember, yes, the thing is, this only runs through the end of March. So today is March 24. It only get it runs, in now. Get enter it in now. now. Now, you can also donate after that, and we would appreciate oh, that too. Like, it doesn't matter. But to get entered in this context, you need to do it before now and the end of the month. So, Keith, like... Let's talk a little bit about this. You and I both have individual fundraising pages. Now, I will say this. Yes, we do. In my defense, because I'm the one that produces a podcast and puts on iTunes, I've only <laughs> be I've only been putting my personal link in our <laughs> iTunes description because I don't have you yours. I don't have yours. <laughs> what? So no, send yes, it do. to it's, me. I don't it's have shared it. Right here with you. I I I don't know. I haven't seen it. So. Here's the deal. You've got it right there. You have more money than me. I need it more than you anyway. You you have more money than me. Here's what I've decided should happen. If I raise more money than you, then you shave your beard. That's what happens. If you raise more money than me, I cut my hair, my beautiful, flowing, gorgeous. Oh, this is a good one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So so I wasn't comfortable growing any facial hair because I can't do it. But I do have hair. I will cut it. I, I, if you've known me, I've had e- either medium or long length hair for many years. And take that hat off. Let's let's see what we're let's, let's put it on the table here. Let's see the bet. Let's take that hat off. I want to see oh, those okay, gorgeous yeah. locks. Well, people aren't gonna be able to see it, and my headphones are on. It's it's, it's <laughs> as long as you remember. It's it's like five inches long on the top. It's pretty long. I will mm, cut it down to inches. an inch or lower. You Damn, will shave your okay. face. 
that's the bet. What do you think about that? <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. Oh man, I I I I think I'm gonna need to get in on this even. Like, may, let me get over there and I'll, I'll do the cutting. Oh, by the way, self right donations here. do not count, Keith. You can't. Oh, do that. self donations totally count. That is no, they don't. <laughs> That's such bullshit. I could just pay then 500 bucks and be like, oh well, I'm done. Like, no, hey, not look, gonna man, count. If you do that, then I hope you take us with you when you go and win the Sun River vacation. That's the big thing. Because listen, it, just to remind listeners one more time, just to the end of this month, when by the time you hear this episode, pause the podcast, donate. Right now, go get in on this raffle because if you don't, I'm going to keep entering. I'm going to get in on this raffle. I'm going to win this Sun River vacation myself. I don't know if you've done it yourself yet. I know I, I was talking know to Matt George more last week. If the participants are eligible to win this if I'm, vacation. If I'm donating 25 per, man, I'm going to put that name in the raffle. But listen, this is only going through the end of the month. Uh, you man, and I, you're we like can that do... big baller brand, dude, like fucking siphoning <laughs> money. We'll get back to that one. But uh, no, listen, as far as uh, you and I with the bet, though, let's do this clean through to the end of the fundraising. We are fundraising yeah. well past this raffle we're going to do this up till the race i believe so we have plenty of time and i'll grow the beard out nice and long by august i actually just trimmed it down i had a, a good couple more inches on it today but i took it down you can keep it trimmed version. i don't want abby to be suffering from your mountain man look Keith. <laughs> nobody wants that all right well uh, i like this though i like this bet this is a good one so uh definitely you guys you got to see brennan's uh head shaved down head buzzed down to whatever we can get it to Ugh. uh definitely want to see that so please donate to me uh on our page you can find us on facebook at the Wu-Tang Van Dream. And donate or, to me so we can call Keith Babyface Keith. We know how much he loves that. <laughs> or find the links for both of our fundraising pages or just the main page and let them find us themselves uh, in our podcast today. So yes, please, get in on that. We'll get back to you soon. Uh, we'll get right to more Blazer Talk up first. A word from our sponsors, Clearly Speaking. Keith, have you ever been so flummoxed as to what to say about your beautiful head of hair that you didn't know how to say or what to say or how to say it or anything like that? Well, if you have you say what? You might want to reach out to Brenda Nuckton at clearlyspeakingoregon.com because she is a certified speech language pathologist. That means she can help you with accent reduction if you're in communications or a student athlete or in constituent services or you're just somebody who wants to find their most comfortable and confident voice. Brenda can help you with that. And Keith, you know, listeners know, when I was a kid, I used to have a speech impediment and I worked with a speech language pathologist so that I could pronounce my R's and S's. But it's not just for stuff like that. It's for vocal fatigue, not fatigue, but fatigue. <laughs> if you're somebody who does use their voice a lot, Classic. you would be surprised that it can really do damage to your vocal cords. It's good to get that stuff tuned up when you can. So if you're talking a bunch that you're not hurting yourself. So with any of that, if you want to reach out, Brenda is a Blazers fan. Don't worry about that. You can reach her at clearlyspeakingoregon.com. That's clearlyspeakingoregon.com. All right, so let's talk about last week's games. We had three games. Uh, I was at the victory over Indiana on last Monday, 106-98. Is that the Overwatch victory music? No, that is the Final Fantasy victory music. Oh, there we go. Oh, I recognize that. Yeah, I knew it was something I knew. (laughs) Final Fantasy, I haven't played that in a while. It's a great great game, great series. We could probably do like an entire video game pod, like separate from Trailcast. Yeah, we really could. (laughs) All right, so the, the victory on Monday against Indiana. Uh, 106.98. This was a sweet game, man. I, I, I really enjoyed this one. Let me actually pull up the notes that it had for it, wherever those are. Oh, hey, what do you know? I, wait, did I get... Oh, there it is. Yeah. See, I knew I had notes. I thought it was. I thought I had uh, deleted the wrong thing here. Because I can certainly not remember a week ago. That's just way too far back to just recall. Way too far. So basically, so, I mean, let me say you were at this game, but it was true. The Blazers were up. Like, they won this game by more than the final margin would indicate. Is that yeah. is that fair to say? Yeah, that's fair to say. Uh, it definitely was some bad three-point shooting early on, and, and some we really came on late as a team as far as uh, they extended out. What, what, what did I say that final score had been? It was 106-98. This is the first game the Blazers played without C.J. McCollum, right? Like right. after yeah. he... Um, Oh, what's the injury? What's the muscle that he hurt? The you and Matt were talking pa- about it. Popliteus. And so Matt and Popliteus. I were saying, Very good. Well, we, yeah, so we were thinking Popliteus, and I've heard since then Popliteus is actually, think of almost like a Greek name kind of the way to go. Like Popliteus is the way to go. I'm not sure if that's Popliteus. really Popliteus. I actually heard from, from one of Cassie's <laughs> doctor friends that it is Popliteus because I, oh. I first said it the way that you just, anyway, I, who knows? We now Maybe. have a medical 
controversy. These okay, medical anyway. terms, I will give you this, like, the way that you mispronounce fucking everything, like, with medical terms, <laughs> you get a free pass because nobody knows how they're pronounced, apparently. I'm so. the only one of us that can actually pronounce most of the names in the NBA, like Antetokounmpo and all the rest. So, you don't you say I'm Giannis Antetokounmpo, I can do that, too. So, anyway, <laughs> CJ McCollum, this is the first game that he was out, but the Blazers were up big through three quarters, and, I mean, was it, tell me this, again, you were there, I wasn't, was it pretty much the bench that kind of gave up some of that lead near the end, or what, what was it that why was the game only an eight point margin? The Blazers were up by so much more before that. The the bench was definitely a large, large part of the problem, but also it was the three point shooting. Like I was saying a second ago, we just didn't have it early on. Uh, we could. I wish I had the the numbers in front of me for it. Uh, there we go. Yeah, we, Portland started the game zero for six from deep uh, in the first quarter. Then we went thirteen of twenty six the rest of the game. So we did really kind of have it come on late. I think we had twenty four points in the third quarter alone from three pointers. Right, uh, but, Chief but as well. I mean, I'm specifically wondering about why the Blazers they built up like a nearly twenty point lead and then they only won by like eight. Like was it's there the defense? Is it's definitely the defense and okay. honestly i we'll get more to this in a second too but i feel like jake layman as a starter we saw him start the first half and then rodney hood come in and start the second half i'm not convinced that layman is the right decision there at that point i think he works better with the bench and i think the bench kind of suffered without him in the first half and we saw in the second half when roles were kind of reverted back to what he was more used to everything kind of worked out better well, I mean, layman starting is like a very Stotts things to do, right? Because like when Stotts loses right. a starter, he'll like jam in the third string rather than put in like the second string person because he doesn't want to mess up that bench rotation. Like I know that layman well, is that's, a. That's- but, but I mean, me, though, basically, Jake's he didn't want to start rotation. Rodney Hood was what I took from that. Yeah, I, I, I think he should be starting Hood. We'll get more to that in a second. Uh, Someone else going off, though, in that game, Dame had 30 and 15 and then follows up the next game with 33 uh, 33 points, 12 assists, 5 rebounds, and 2 steals uh, against Dallas on Wednesday. So let's talk about that game, too. That one, Jake actually did pretty well for that. He had 13 points, 3 rebounds there. Uh, Mo had 10 points, 10 rebounds. Hood had 8 points, 2 assists. So maybe there maybe there was some value there, I guess, as far as Jake getting the minutes early on. Well, and by the way, another game, the Blazers were up by, like, about 20-ish, and they only yeah. won by about 10-ish. But, I mean, this was good, this Dallas game, because look at the minutes for the starters. You're talking about... Like near the end of the season, like teams, I mean, me heard Kyrie Irving say on the record, I'm going to be resting games for the playoffs. Listen to these minutes from the Blazers starters that are in that Dallas game. Aminu, 22 minutes. Harkless, 25. Layman, 25. Nurkic, 22. Lillard, 30. That means that those guys are getting rest. Like, right. that's really good without having to take the whole game off. So that was good to see. But yeah, I mean, another game the Blazers probably should have won by a little bit more. But yeah, Dame well, going off, I mean, we're gonna talk about this in a second. I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna yeah, bite. We'll, we'll I'm gonna get, bite my tongue. So continue on the Dallas game. <laughs> what was your? We'll what? get to Dame in a sec. Yeah, uh, but Nurk and Ennis both had double doubles in that game. Nurk with 13 and 10. Uh, Cantor with 14, 10, and I think uh, even maybe two assists. I think is what it was. Seth Curry though in the game against Dallas had 20 points, five rebounds. That was really the hot hand that really came in and kind of uh, covered for us with uh, with CJ. What was that one? Uh, Ennis actually had four assists, which four is assists. pretty impressive. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, no, looking pretty good. Usually we'd see more of that from Nurk. I don't think he had a single assist that game, though. Uh, as far as the, the scoring, first quarter, we were up nine. At halftime, we were up, I think, like 13, and it grew from there. So this was a lot more consistent than the Indiana game we saw where it, it got so small and kind of so closer, uh, so much of a closer game against a tough opponent. Here with Dallas, we really did kind of the whole time have it in control for us. So it, it looked a little better there. Again, though, I'm just not convinced Jake is the right fit with the starting unit. I think he works better next to ET coming off the bench. That's, I mean, I, I think I, you've heard me say this a lot. I think that that is fair. That's a fair take. <laughs> we also saw, like, Jake got shook up by Luca at one point, too. I think it was like uh, just about through uh, the end of the fourth quarter. Luca kind of head fakes, Jake jumps towards him, but lands well short. And Luca kind of almost like jumps into him and, of course, gets the free throws because he's Luka Doncic. Uh, you know, so there, there's that, whatever you can say. Hey, Simon's got some minutes. Uh, Simon's had, I think he had some uh, time in the fourth quarter. I don't know if he played too much before then. He looks good on offense, but I got to say this. He got cooked on the defensive end. I mean, you know, he's, he's tiny. He has a scrawny frame. He's not used to the NBA speed or anything, but that's definitely something we've got to keep an eye on in the future. Yeah. And like, look, we've talked about it before. Like Simons, he's super, super young. Um, he's like 10 years old. Like he's got a long <laughs> way to go before he can play like serious NBA rotation minutes. But basically at this point, anytime Simons is playing to me, it's like a time for him to get development opportunity. It's really good right. to see. And what I'd most like to see, maybe we'll talk about this more later. Like, what we expect out of the playoffs. I hope that there's a playoff game in which the Blazers win 
by so much that some of these players like Simons, like Gary Trent, get yeah, minutes. Time. Yeah, playoff yeah, minutes. Awesome. Like that's super critical. Like I don't know how you feel about that. Like how critical are playoff development minutes, particularly for young players? But let's continue on to the next game, which was yesterday's game. Well, let me mention one more thing about the Dallas Man, game. Man, my uh, fucking <laughs> my fucking transition, bro. You're, you're doing great. You're doing great. Listen, we got to show some respect to Dirk, whether he's retiring retiring or not. We don't really know. Whether There's the entire league, including Adam Silver, is pushing <laughs> him into retirement or They're not. They're pushing him out. They really are at this point. He hasn't said a word about himself, but everyone talks as if he's already on his like retiring path like Dwayne Wade is. But uh, the, the fans in the Rose Garden, they were chanting at the end of the fourth quarter, we want Dirk. And it wasn't like just a few chants. It was sustained across the arena for a good amount of time. He doesn't actually get up and play again. Uh, I think they just wanted to kind of see like one more chance at him if he is retiring but with about a minute left in the game Dirk stands up from the bench and kind of acknowledges all around to the fans that kind of circled around and he had some really good things to say uh, in the post game talking about Portland being a basketball city and always has been a tough spot to come and play and games that they had to get up for so I thought it was a really cool kind of show of respect and I think Stotts and some of the uh, our players did the same in return to him as well well and obviously Dirk Nowitzki one of the most important basketball players of our generation like full right? stop like let's ignore the fact that he'll be in the Hall of Fame Let's ignore the fact that he's like a billion time all-star. Let's ignore the fact that he won an NBA championship. Like he's important because he's one of those players that really ushered in this era of European players being taken seriously. And like, if you listen yep. to the latest, the latest Woj pod, the Adrian Wojnarowski podcast, he talks with Pau Gasol about oh, the I'm impact so. that Gasol and Nowitzki had on the current crop of European players like Antetokounmpo, oh, yeah. like Luka Doncic, who come in. Doncic. Doncic. Doncic? <laughs> yeah, yeah, not not Donk, Doncic. It's there, look, I've I'm two drinks deep. That's my <laughs> excuse. What's your excuse? So he really did like he blazed a trail, no pun intended. He blazed a trail for these Ayo. other European players to come after who like even though they had like proven themselves in like Eurobasket or wherever else, like they're coming in now with more respect than they would have 20 years ago. That's because of Nowitzki and players like Gasol. So yeah, shout out to Dirk Nowitzki. I still have that Dirk Nowitzki rookie card where he has that blonde, long hair looking like, <laughs> uh, who's the dude from Backstreet Boys with the long blonde hair? Like that's what he looks like. The oh big hoop earring. Um, <laughs> is it Nick Lachey? No, 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 no. Was that Lachey? No. Nick Carter. Uh, uh, Aaron Carter. Know, no, man. Nick Carter. I was never... Aaron Carter's his brother. Why do I know Backstreet Boys? Why am I talking about this? Yeah, you just keep going with this. You you keep I gotta, going. I, doing great. It's because I was looking up. I was looking up a Backstreet Boys song yesterday because I wanted to sing it for the intro. I decided not to do it. Let's move on to the next game. So Blazers take Dallas down one twenty six to one eighteen, and then we. Take I have Detroit embarrassed down. myself one too many times. <laughs> we take down the Pistons last night one seventeen to one twelve. Only a five point victory. This game was definitely the closest of the week. All game, it was pretty close. We did have control for the most part. We were ahead for the ah. large majority of the game. I mean, like, it was... it was. No, no, we no, 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 I disagree. Wait a minute. Hold on a sec. You don't think so? No. Like, I... By the way, this is embarrassing. I've been busy. There's been stuff going on. This is the first game I've watched, like, from beginning to end in a couple weeks, probably. Like, I've watched parts of other good, games. Good, because I was a little distracted, so you take over. You leave Very this good. Go for it. Here's the deal <laughs> with this game. From about the middle of the third quarter on, this felt like a loss, Keith. It felt like the Blazers were going to lose, and it yeah. wasn't even that they were down by that much, but the Pistons were, like, firmly in control with or without Blake Griffin shooting. on the court. It felt like they had the Blazers number. It wasn't until very late. The Blazers, I think they went up was a 12-0 run or some kind of a run near the end to take yeah, it. Yeah. But like, I honestly was prepared for the Blazers to lose this game. And it's not like the Pistons are any slouch. Like they're above 500. They're going to be a playoff team in the East. Uh, I was actually expecting a loss in this one, to be completely honest. Yeah, no, you're not wrong about that. It did get close to the end, and I guess that's what I was leading to. I felt like we had control in the early part of the game that started to slip away is what I was kind of getting to, but I'll, I will also admit I have no notes for this game since it was just last night. I watched this over with uh, some family over at my parents' house, and then we went straight out with some friends after that, some uh, long old friends that we hadn't seen in a while. So my, uh, my notes of this game are a little absent, but I do feel like... Uh, the three-point shooting from from Detroit, I had no idea. They have, like, two guys that are shooting about 40%, and then Reggie Jackson is shooting 37 or something like that. I had no idea they were, they were lighting it up from deep like that. Well, and the other thing was that, like, this dude, Luke Kennard, who, if you haven't heard of oh him, I, I don't blame you. He looked like fucking Michael Jordan for, like, three <laughs> of those four quarters. He was 
cooking the Blazers. Like, I didn't even understand what was happening. He only ended up with 13 points and three boards and five assists, but, like, he was impactful for basically the whole game until the very end. Let me add something about Luke Kennard real quick, too. There was a shot by Chief. Chief had a corner three where Kennard clearly strikes him on the elbow. And not even, like, after Chief is extended, he hits the elbow. But, like, Chief, like, as he's cocked back, Kennard hits the elbow as Chief's arm is coming forward. Clearly affected the shot. Uh, There was a huge air ball, too. It's not like Chief misses that badly. He has a weird shot, but he's not missed that badly. And when the refs call it, thankfully, they did call this one, Luke goes up to them, both hands in the air, doing his his best Chris Paul impersonation, as if he had no idea why they would have thought that he had hit this guy. And I'm just like, come on, man. Like, this is the kind of stuff that makes this is the stuff where, like you will actually hear me keith thunder smith have pity for the refs man that's a, that is absolutely disgraceful for hashtag who, pity for the refs <laughs> this is what i'm talking about though as far as we need the refs we need camera assists to call every single foul like this get the calls right make sure it does happen because when players realize they can't get away with it by coming up and be like oh what are you talking about i didn't film then it's going to stop. It's going to happen less. I'm not going to say it's going to stop happening. But just the idea that Kennard thought that he had any right to go up and act like he didn't do something wrong here is just ridiculous, man. It's outside the game. needs to stop. Getting off think, my pedestal. Hashtag fix the refs. Hashtag fix the NBA. Hashtag Keith loves the refs. And I, what I want to say <laughs> is, like, as a basketball player, because, like, I'm such an amazing basketball player myself, um, you have to think about this like you have a I'm kidding of course. You have a you have a <laughs> limited amount of capital with those officials, right? Like in any given game um and for these NBA players they're working with the same refs over many many years. You have a limited amount of capital where you can complain or protest and if the referees think that you have a reputation for protesting and complaining when you clearly did do something wrong, that hurts your your hurts your reputation as a player. So like it needs to hurt a- more, though. There needs to be a bigger deal, I feel like. That, that's all I'm trying to get at. Like, there should be... He should be fine for this, man. It's as close to flopping as you can well, get, because they're never going to find I don't know flopping. about that. Like, if someone wants to make an ass of themselves and they know that there's, like, instant replay <laughs> and stuff, like, I'm fine with it. But like, I'm just saying, like, if I'm Luke Kennard, like, if I actually felt my hand hitting someone on the elbow, there's no right. fucking way I'm protesting that. Right. Because I know that other people are going to see it five seconds later, like, 35 times, like... Like, you know, Rob Perez, yeah. like like Worldwide Wob is going to have that replay or whatever. Like, Shut up. If, if someone's, like, making a, a huge scene out of actually fouling somebody, pretending like they didn't. Like, do people not know that there are cameras? Do they not know that we're watching this stuff in right. real time? That's all I'm talking about, man. Like, we have enough cameras at this point. Like, everyone sees what you're doing. We just, it, I want more They're integrity. in your bedroom. They're in your bathroom. <laughs> all right, all right. So that's enough of the, the week's games, though. We had three good victories, three solid wins for Portland coming down to the final stretch. I think, what, we got about, like, ten games left in the season at this point? Uh, let's talk about the lineup itself. The biggest uh, elephant in the room, the big uh, outlying factor here is CJ McCollum going down with the injury. We don't really know when he's going to be back yet with the the popliteus, popliteus strain, whatever you want to say. Have you heard any updates? I'm making pizza, the popliteus. (laughs) Oh, God damn it. (laughs) <laughs> have, have we heard Sorry. anything as far as uh, any sort of updates on this yet? I don't think it's been quite well, probably tomorrow or the next we haven't, day, right? We don't have an official update, but we saw CJ McCollum getting some shots up. That's encouraging. And yeah, by the way, yeah. like I know you already talked about with Matt, but for people who don't know, the, the, the popliteus or whatever you want to call it, it's basically a muscle that allows your knee to like remain stable it's the type of thing if someone like hits you in the back of the knee and your knee buckles right away that's the popliteus or popliteus see i can't even say it myself that's that (laughs) muscle activating so i don't think that we have any official updates but it was at least good to see him getting shots up now keith he he had some good shots and they did say he'd be he would be reevaluated in a week which is about today so we'll probably hear by the time you guys hear this pod you'll probably have heard the latest on cj go ahead brennan sorry no no you're fine Uh, i just want to say that today is the greatest moment that we've ever known um Wait, no, that's not it. It's a special <laughs> pumpkin lyric. I forgot. Who cares? I, again, two drinks in. Good. Not, not a good thing. You're doing well. I wanted to say this. Let me actually, let me, let me turn this back to you, Keith. I want you to be prepared for this. I want you to, to get your hot take helmet on and get your hot take visor down oh, and your oh, hot take fireproof suit ready. Keith, Whew. I have a question for you. Are the Portland Trailblazers a better basketball team without oh C.J. McCollum? We've seen <laughs> oh them win three games. We've seen Damian Lillard go on this streak. Keith, are they a better <laughs> team without 
CJ McCollum. Tell me. No. Tell me. No. No, they're not. They're not at all a better team without CJ McCollum. I love what Dame is doing. We've never seen a player, at least a Blazer. We've never seen a Blazer go off for like the 30 and 9 or 30 and 10 that he's been averaging over these games since CJ left. But no, we are not a better team without CJ. We do not have nearly the diversity of offense that we do with CJ, even though even when CJ is here in town, we still have a problem with the uh, the, the flow of our offense and keeping everything. Well, wait a minute. I mean, uh, Keith, you just said it. There has been no trailblazer in the history of the franchise to ever go three games with 28 points and with nine assists. So even with that evidence right in your face, okay, you're telling okay. me that, boy, and one more thing, actually, and then I'll, I'll give it back to you one more thing. Even if you, you narrow that focus to just 25 points and eight assists, guess how many players in trailblazers history have done that for three games? Guess how, how many? many, Brandon, how many? Fucking Lay two, two. One of them is Lillard, <laughs> and the other one's Clyde Drexler. So you're telling right. me that with all that evidence all in your face that you, you don't think the Blazers are better without CJ? You know what? I'll add one for you. I can't remember who it was that I saw throw this up. I apologize for that. But Dame Lillard, when he had, it's, you know, it was probably Casey, uh, when he had the 31 points, 12 assists, and five rebounds the other night, it's the 19th 30th and 10, uh, 30 and 10 game of his career, tying Drexler for the most in franchise history. So once again, he, Dame is doing things that we do not see ever or very often. And it's at because all CJ's the not there because the Blazers are better without him. Am I not but, wrong? But Am I wrong? You Am are wrong? wrong because the, really? these three games, these three games have been against two middling. Uh, Eastern Conference playoff teams and Dallas Mavericks, who are wait, where are the Dallas Mavericks? The Pacers right now in the aren't US? middling; they're like in the upper half of the Eastern Conference. What are you talking about, no, bro? The Pacers, the Pacers are fourth. Bro? Pacers are fourth. Pistons are sixth. Bro? Pacers are fourth. Pistons are sixth. And then the Pacers the have Dallas an identical Mavericks record to the Blazers, basically. In the Eastern Conference, and the Mavericks are 14th in the West. So these three games where Dame has gone off, they're not against top flight co competition. They're not against Western Conference playoff teams. These are against, like, at, at most, these are against guys who are barely our equivalent. Whatever, dude. Like, first of all, <laughs> the Mavericks have been playing better than record suggests. We all know that. Second of all, the Pacers are basically the Portland Trailblazers in the East. Like, that's basically what they're, that's what their record suggests. Third of all, the Pistons are, again, as I said earlier, the Pistons are okay, fine. They're not, like, the best team ever. But, like, this is not the Phoenix Suns. This is not the New it's York It's almost Knicks. the Phoenix Suns. By the Dallas way, only the, one the spot Blazers, ahead. are we going to talk about the Blazers' schedule coming up? It gets easier for a little bit after this. And they will be playing some teams that you do expect those wins. But, like, the Mavericks, they're not a pushover. Didn't the Mavericks just beat the Warriors by, like, 30 points? Excuse me. Didn't the Pacers <laughs> just like I, so okay. anyway? We did see the Mavericks do pretty well, but I will say I saw a thing from a pretty Kirk well. We, we saw I saw a thing from Kirk Goldsberry. Why am I so upset today? Talking about uh, over the last 15 games as far as efficiency, a net rating on offense and defense. Blazers, we have the fifth overall net rating, the first uh, number one offensive rating, and the 15th best defensive rating. Dallas Mavericks are in the negative. In both, you know, offensive and defensive. Like, in the, if, if this is a quadrant, they're in the lower left side of everything. I they're agree. not a good team. I'm just saying, like, I, the Mavericks, I'm not saying they're, like, a great team. I'm just saying they're not, like, the worst team in the world. They're not the worst in the world. There is the Suns below them. Uh, but let's talk about... And many other teams. <laughs> more specifically, as far as uh, CJ's injury, let's 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 focus back on on this. Let's, let's focus on how the Blazers are better without CJ. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Dame has been going off against moderate, you know, mediocre competition. As far as CJ's injury, who are you seeing pick up the slack most? I feel like this has really become a race of Jake versus Rodney. Would you agree? Well, Seth Curry too, right? Because Seth Curry has had a couple games where he's had. A uh, decent number of points at the 20 point performance against the Mavericks, and then he had 16 against the Pistons. And by the way, I think the Blazers are something like you can correct me on this. Are they like 13 and 0 or 14 and 0? Oh, it's even better. It's like I think it's either 16 or 17 and 0. When, it was 16 when and 0. Seth Curry scores the double digits, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I believe before last night, I think it was 16 and 0, and he had 11 points in the second quarter. So I, we we crush when Curry is scoring double digits. Which which makes perfect sense because yeah. Seth Curry is the closest thing to CJ McCollum that this team has. Like See, by this far. Was what this is what Matt and I talked about last week. I was saying that Curry kind of fits the same mold as CJ as far as the diminutive guard who can get his own shot and is kind of a point guard, can kind of get the assist, but is more of a shooting guard, really. Uh, where Hood, he's got the length, something that we want from a shooting guard, but he kind of has a different skill set a little bit. I think he's honestly, I see Hood a little bit more of what we would want from ET, where he has this kind of mid-range game, but he can also step out and hit a three. I'd like to see him hit a few more threes than he has been, but he's hitting more threes than Jake. 
Yeah, and by the way, speaking of Evan Turner, and by the way, everyone knows I've been a lifelong Evan Turner supporter. <laughs> I've always appreciated Evan Turner. These last Every three time games, you say it, I laugh. I these last it. three games, Evan Turner, listen to this. This is disappointing. 0 for 1, 2 for 5, Uh-oh. and then 0 for 0. The last three games, that's him shooting for the field. That's unacceptable. I agree with you. Rodney Hood is kind of like a leveled up version of Evan Turner, and Steph Curry is like a leveled down version of CJ McCall, maybe leveled down and a half. But yeah, Curry, <laughs> I think, is benefiting most. Um, Rodney Hood getting more opportunity. I also think it spreads out some of the other minutes as well. Like you have people who are like, kind of rotating in different positions like Zach Collins, like his minutes have been cut severely since Cantor has been on the team, but he's been playing double digit minutes, I think in all three of those games. And so it's good that minutes shuffling, but yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously no, it's, it's good. Yeah, we, it, we do have the we have the depth. We have more depth than we have had before, and it is showing right now because we finally have an injury that we have to deal with, and we're not losing that much. We have other guys that are stepping up and filling the role. I'm, I just want to just want to bring it back in here as far as the the focus with uh, Jake versus Ronnie. It sounds like you're maybe favoring Curry on this, but we've seen Jake and Ronnie get the starting position at shooting guard. I don't think we've seen Seth Curry get starting shooting guard uh, for first or second half in either of the last three games. Right? No, but he's getting starters minutes. I mean, you look at again yeah. his minutes the last three games. He's got. 25 28 and 32 minutes like that's important and like it's always about like who starts not as important as who finishes and even maybe more than who finishes like would i rather get 30 minutes and not finish or play 15 minutes like finish the game like i don't know debatable like if i'm seth curry like i'm working for my next contract i'd rather get those minutes and get those shots up if i'm him i hear you on that but as far as the starting thing it is important who finishes, but I feel like who starts is kind of a thing for us. We've had too many games where we are we are coming out slack. We are coming out not quite ready. Like we said earlier about the game against Indiana, it was a really slow start for us, and part of that was the three-point shooting, but I'm not convinced that Jake... I, I do think that Jake being in the starting unit at the two is just not the right fit. Uh, we Actually, let me just quote uh, an article real quick from Doug Patrick on Rip City Project. He mentioned that... Uh, Jake was shooting before the all-star break. He, he had uh, point. Or he had 37% shooting from three. He was throwing up back to where alley jammed. Had good defense. Had played just over 300 minutes in the first two seasons and was on his way to about a thousand minutes uh, with with the way this season was going. And then post all-star break, he has hit. I believe. Let's see. Scroll down here. It was seven of 30 or so three-point attempts. Uh, it's, he's not looking the same. And maybe, like you said, Evan Turner is struggling. So maybe Jake is not able to play quite as well since he seems to really rely on that point guard like E.T. to get him going. And we're not seeing... I don't think we are seeing Dame or Seth either, really, at this point, being really that same kind of point guard who can distribute to Jake or Mo or other players at the rim. They're not really the alley-oop guy. They're a little more kind of distributing on the, on the outside and running the pick-and-roll kind of point guard, right? Yeah, I mean, it, to, to be clear, what you just said, it, you weren't saying that Dame isn't a is not a distributor. You're saying he's not the same kind of distributor right. to throw those lobs and stuff, which you're completely right about. And like when you're looking at okay, so like maybe this folds into like playoff talk a little bit. By the way, only ten games left in the season. I want to talk about that. Right. Uh, yeah. With the Blazers are just five games away from fifty wins, meaning they only have to go five and ten, five and five in the last ten games to get to fifty, which is pretty impressive. But you look at the minutes distribution. Layman, let's just look at against the Pistons. 13 minutes for Layman, 0 for 1. 13 minutes for Turner, 0 for 0. Remove both of those <laughs> players from the rotation, and you have an eight-person rotation, which is about what you're going to want to see in the playoffs, is it not? Interesting. Like, like you're going to want that eight-person rotation. Like, do do you give more minutes? Maybe to Harkless only played 28. You can bump those up a little bit. Like, CJ McCollum is going to be back, so maybe Collins falls out of the rotation. Like, I don't know. Like, it's very tricky what Stotts has to do these last 10 games, like, especially without CJ McCollum. Like, here's the problem. Like, even if the Blazers take advantage of the schedule in front of them and they tread water or better, let's say they get to 50 wins, it kind of sucks because you can't tune <laughs> that playoff lineup the way you'd want to, right? Like you'd want to see right. CJ in there. Like, let me ask you this. Do you think the Blazers will be disproportionately hurt by when CJ's injury occurred? The fact that it occurred right before the playoffs, do you think that that's worse than if it occurred, let's say like in January? Without a doubt, unquestionably so. Uh, I think with the injury, and again, we touched on this a little bit with Matt last week, but we didn't know quite as much. We hadn't really had time to reflect on the latest on his on his injury. Uh, 
the best case scenario is that he comes back right before the playoffs, and right before the playoffs, the Blazers are going home road, home road, home road. You're not gonna. That's not really an ideal situation to bring uh, an injured player back. You want to kind of have him have time to not be having to travel as much, kind of like have a few home home games to to play with. So honestly, I think the absolute best case scenario that we see is probably him coming back just for one or two games right at the end of the regular season, and then hopefully being there to start the playoffs with us. But more likely, if it doesn't go perfectly for CJ or for this whole situation, more likely is he comes in partway through the first round of the playoffs, uh, if that, and that's that's going to be rough. Yeah, we don't want to see that. And like, especially because the Blazers are like, it's frustrating. They are very close. Like, they're right on yeah. the line of having home court advantage, and boy, would that be amazing. It'd be even more amazing, I think, tell me if I'm wrong about this, I'm thinking about how the brackets line up. If the Blazers maintain fourth place... And if somehow the Denver Nuggets get first place rather than the Warriors, if that happens, then that means that the Blazers would not face the Warriors until at least the Western Conference Finals, which would mean that they, if, if Denver won their <laughs> matchup, it means that the Blazers play Denver in the second round. That's a winnable series, Keith. It's like it's so there's funny a pathway to the Western Conference Finals here somewhere. It's narrow, but it's there. Oh, it's narrow, especially with this injury like we're talking about. Like the idea that we're not even full strength and this is just not the ideal time for CJ to go down and then have to come back in and shake off rust. It is really, I think, an interesting thing of how 10 games left in the season, you are probably going to see a lot of teams trying to really kind of fix their position they're going for a certain spot to probably avoid the warriors side of the bracket and now you see denver and the uh the denver and golden state so close to the top that there's not really much point for anyone else trying to fix themselves in a certain spot because it could flip on a day yeah i agree with that now i i put out a half-hearted call for questions and we do have one from Dwayne <laughs> at Dwayne peterson let me ask Shout you this out. keith right off the top uh, we're, we, and we, we've, been, we've been talking about the bench. So if Portland can only keep one of their free agents, who would you pick and why oh, from Curry, Layman, Cantor, Aminu, or Rodney Hood? If you could only pick one of those people to come back, who's it going to be? Curry, Layman, Cantor, Aminu, Hood. I don't. I don't even need to think about this. It's Chief all day. Yeah. Uh, as as far as Curry, if I only get one, Curry, Layman, Cantor, Chief, and Hood. Curry, Lehman, and Hood are all guys who are as 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 nice as they are. I don't think that they have really found exactly their enough of their fit here to be like, oh, we need him. Cantor, he's looking good, man. I think honestly, I think he might have a really good fit here, and I think it could have really worked out well for us with the fact that we didn't uh, or that OKC matched for that contract offer two or three years ago, and we have got him on such a cheap deal now, where maybe he really takes a liking to Portland and wants to stay here longer term for a smaller amount. But Chief. Al Farouk above all four of those other players, he does so much on the court that we need. Not just It's not just about the points per game. It's not just about the three-point percentage that is like verging on average and kind of like such an angsty thing back and forth when it's hitting or not. He is such a good player, and we've seen him improve so much. The dude works hard to improve his game, to add something each year, uh, whether it's dribbling or the three-point shot. But his defense and the things that he does on the court are more irreplaceable than probably anyone but Dame or Nurk. He is super important, and it's true that like a lot of what he does doesn't show up. He's always asked to guard the other team's best right. player. That's extremely important. You need those, like, for lack of a better term, he's not really a 3 and D wing, but basically someone with size, with length, with lateral speed. And you're right that he's gotten way better with his dribbling ball handling, especially in the open court. Um, shout out to team mom, uh, Terrebonne Biggs, who has been an Aminu supporter from shout out. day one. And, yeah. um, you know, it, it is, it's, it's really, really cool to see him flourish. And it is weird that it's not showing up more in the box score, but the eye test tells you that he's more important to this team than ever. So I'm with you on that. I think it's Aminu. I gotta say too, as far as like just personally, I love Aminu, man. He uh, his personality off the court, the the things that he shows, the the, the the his interest and all the rest. He's a great follow on Instagram. So is his wife, the the pop up art, the, the art galleries that she does. Uh, I love what he brings to the team, and I want him. To, I want to see him stay in Portland. For once, Keith, I happen to agree with you, and I think you'd also agree with me that we love our awesome sponsors, including this one, Envy Adventures. Yes, Envy Adventures. Corey and the crew over at Envy Adventures have a wonderful uh, 
what would you call it? A a a fleet? Would you call it a, 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 a crew? Yes, of I would. And I would call fleet? it a fleet, Keith, because they, they have, have not a, only an airplane, they also have a helicopter now. Yeah, yeah. They have a fleet of uh, of airborne vehicles over at Envy Adventures. That is envidventures.com. Envidventures.com. You can go over there and check out all sorts of flights, uh, flight packages around the Portland and greater Portland area, including the Gorge, the Sand Dunes, uh, the uh, Quicksand Triangle, the Crown Jewel, and even getting uh, across the cities to see uh, Stumptown and the downtown area itself in this beautiful spring weather we have going on here. All of their packages are for four people and up, and all of their hours are... Going on here. Oh, they moved it on the website. Uh, they are... <laughs> Sorry, quick cut. Yeah, I know. No, no cutting on this one. Uh, I believe their hours are all day, all night, uh, seven days a week. Check out. Uh, you can go and ask Corey. And if he says that they have changed it up, you can tell him that uh, Trailcaster shakes his, shakes their fists at him. Not really, though, since they are one of our sponsors. They can shake their fists <laughs> at us, not the way, other way around. I will Shout only shake Corey, my fists as hard as it takes before he stops giving us money. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Anyway, these flights range from 20, 20 minutes to all the way up to an hour and a half. Go and check out more on their website, envyadventures.com, envyadventures.com, and use their website to avoid booking fees. Go there today. All right, welcome back. So, uh, upcoming games this week. Let's talk about Monday, our final home game of this homestand. We are facing Brooklyn at 7 p.m. Alan Crabb and Ed Davis come back into town. Matt George and I were talking, uh, Matt George Moore, excuse me. We were talking about Alan Crabb last week because he uh, just had a court dedication to him in L.A. for the community service work he's been doing. And he had some really great, great quotes as well as far as just saying, it doesn't seem fair that he should be making this much money and not doing something to give back. I love that attitude. I thought it was really cool to, to see and to hear about. Uh, and, you know, just something we should encourage around the league. I agree. That's super awesome to hear. And before we go into the individual games, Keith, if you don't mind, I want to set the table because we're oh. nearing the end of the season, right? Yes. We talked earlier about how there are only 10 games left. The Blazers are barely in fourth place. They're, I think, two games ahead of their closest competitor there in fourth. Let me check the standings. They are uh, two games ahead of the Clippers, two and a half games ahead of the Thunder and the Jazz, and three and a half games ahead of the Spurs. So they're barely in fourth. 10 games left. I want to read to you the opponents for these last 10 games, okay? Also, and we're only one game behind the Rockets. I just want to include that. We're still chasing third place Thank here. you. I think we can get I, third. I think that's totally fair to mention that we're only one game behind the Rockets. Here are the Blazers' next 10 opponents, the last 10 people they're going to face. Brooklyn, Chicago, Atlanta, Detroit, Minnesota, Memphis, Denver, Denver, Los Angeles Lakers, and Sacramento. There are a lot of winnable games in that stretch, Keith. Like yes, this, sir. this stretch of games that we're going to talk about right now is super ultra important. So starting with Blazers yes. East with the Nets, who had that thrilling win over some team. D'Angelo Russell did a thing, <laughs> if I remember correctly. Like, does that sound about right to you? I'm pretty yeah, sure. sure. Sure, let's go with it. I'm pretty sure they <laughs> yeah. just did something. So, um, how are you feeling about this Brooklyn game? It's going to be. Uh, at home, it's going to be in Portland. How do you, how Honestly, I, I think this game against Brooklyn is going to be probably the toughest or second toughest game of the week. Uh, it could be a little. I, the ones I'm, it's a toss up for me between this game starting the week uh, at home versus Brooklyn and then the game finishing the week this coming Saturday at Detroit because we just faced Detroit this last Saturday like we talked about and I could see that game on the road being a tough one when they are looking for the revenge. But other than that, Brooklyn. They've got a talented roster, man. D'Angelo Russell is looking really good. Alan Crabb is looking really good. Uh, I, I definitely, I, I'm, I'm a little concerned about that one as far as ending the the homestand right and getting out on the last this last big final road trip for us. But let me throw in here too. You mentioned the, that final ten game schedule. There's one team in there that I feel like is kind of special, and that's Denver. Do you know what makes Denver special about that final run? What? They are the only Western Conference playoff team we are facing in those final 10 games. Whoa. So as far as just the, the ease of strength of schedule and all this, I think we are in like the bottom five of the league as far as one of the easiest schedules left. And that's I think that's really important when you look at the Blazers. The Blazers conference record, they're only two games above 500 against teams in the West. Here we that's go. That's super important. So you're but, right about that. But how are they against the East? 
obviously better. Like, I don't have that in front of me. No, How no, dare no, you? not just better. They're, they're, I think they're the best record against the East of any team in the NBA. There we go. So, like, so, and, and when your Western Conference opponents, yes, it includes Denver twice, but it does include Memphis. It does include the Lakers. It does include the Kings. These are teams that are outside. <laughs> Lakers. Of, <laughs> these are teams outside the playoff picture, especially, like, Los Angeles, like, LeBron will be resting. We know that for a fact. Memphis, Gasol out for the season. Sacramento, that's the last game of the season. They're probably going to be resting people at that point too. Like that's why tickets are as low as $11 apparently for that Kings game. Like, like <laughs> I'm, I'm actually, I'd be down to go to that game, by the way. I don't go know if you have tickets for that yeah. one. But. Let's, let's go down to Sacramento. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, Wait, a, it's at home. home game? It's at home. Oh boy. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to that one. Yeah, so there you go. So, okay, you're wary about the Nets. I don't blame you. It was a couple of games ago, actually, that Rondé Hollis Jefferson, who the Blazers could have actually drafted and did draft right. before trading the rights to get Mason Plumley, if yep. I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, whatever. I think that's I don't doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, I think the Blazers win that game. I really do. So next game, it's going to be against the Chicago Bulls on Wednesday. Oh, let me do a quick shout out here real quick too. You mentioned the Lakers and I laughed. I just want to explain that for a second. Uh, shout out to our buddy, Jake McGrady, one of the only Blazers outsiders that we have not had here on the Trailcasters yet. Uh, but Jake McGrady on on Twitter, he mentioned as far as LBJ, LeBron missing the playoffs. The last time LeBron James missed the playoffs was 2005. Carrie Underwood won American Idol. Brad Pitt and Jennifer Anderson got divorced. And the Chronicles of Narnia was a top grossing film. And YouTube was created. 2005 was the last time LeBron missed the playoffs. I love uh, that this is the, just one more good reminder that the Blazers have a better record than the Lakers today. Yeah, and it's funny because, like, I <laughs> I appreciate LeBron. I think he's a great human being. Um, yes, But sure. I feel good about the Lakers not making the playoffs. I wish – I mean, LeBron not being in the playoffs, by the way, like, that kind of sucks for the NBA. It's It, it feels like it's a um, – it kind of feels like the 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 kind of leaves are changing color, right? Like the like the <laughs> passing on of an era. Like LeBron James, like no longer at the zenith of his power, he can't drag a crappy team to the playoffs. Like, granted, it's in the West, much harder to do. Um, bro, he'll probably be the there zenith. next year. But it, it <laughs> he's been at the zenith of his power. He's been at the top of his power since YouTube was created. Do you remember a world without YouTube? No, I don't. I don't. Um, all right. Going okay, back minute. to the games. All right. Chicago. Chicago. Yes. Chicago. Um, so Chicago, uh, 21 and 53, by the way. And that's with them playing better, relatively speaking, um, lately than they did in the beginning of the season. That's going to be in Chicago. Do you see this as do you, do you see this as a win? Because I do. But how do you feel about yeah. that one? Yo, so you heard me talking earlier about how I'm not even really respecting the Mavs with 14th in the West. Chicago is 13th in the East, man. They're I, legitimately not, bad. Like, there's no <laughs> argument for me on that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not too worried about this one. If anything, it is one more game on the road. Uh, and you know, in general, you never should feel good about the road. It's always tougher to win on the road. But we just saw the Blazers have like the franchise, one of the best road trips the franchise has ever had over this entire season. We are the best in the NBA. Uh, at the on the uh, sorry against the Eastern Conference teams, which is not quite the same as road, but still, there's a lot of correlation there. I'm not super worried about this one. I don't think Chicago has a whole lot of threat. Atlanta, though, on Friday, the following game, uh, so we face Chicago Wednesday, 5 p.m. Atlanta will be Friday at 4:30 p.m. and that's the start of a back-to-back with Detroit the next day. Atlanta does worry me a little bit. Trey Young out there. I don't think he's rookie of the year like some of the recent hype because he's had some you know what a couple amazing outside shots. Doncic is the is the rookie of the year in my opinion, but Trey Young is leading the Hawks in a good direction. This team, I feel like, is one of those sneakers in the East where they're a little more dangerous than than is kind of generally let on. Kind of like what you were saying about the Mavs, where they're a little better than the record says. They are only twelfth in the East, so only one spot better than the, than the Bulls. But I do give them a bit more respect. What do you think? Yeah, they get a little bit more respect. I mean, they're twenty six and forty eight as compared to the Bulls twenty one and fifty three. But like you said, they've been coming on more lately. Trey Young is a rookie. Rookie point guards like generally don't do very well right. in the first year. Like Damian Lillard was an anomaly for how well he did as a rookie point guard, like Trey young. Yes. Trey young has the worst hair I've ever seen since Evan <laughs> Fournier. That's no doubt. Like hopefully he just clips that shit down. He see, he looks at our competition for hood to coast. I'm going to get on that and clip my hair down. That'd be great. But yeah, they had a win against the jazz. That's a very good team. They just had that win against the 76ers. Right. Very good team. Now, to be clear, they won those two games by a combined five points. So it's not okay. like they're tearing the world up or anything, but like 
Yeah, I'm a little bit worried they about compete. that. But here's the thing: like, if the Blazers don't win that game against the Hawks, you just said it. The next game is against the Pistons. The very next day, a Pistons team that the Blazers looked prepared to lose to just yesterday. How are you feeling about that against the Pistons? Uh, four one, o'clock start on Saturday. That one does worry me. That's definitely the, like I was saying uh, earlier, as far as it's either this game or the Brooklyn game to start the week that concerns me the most. I think the Pistons game there, even if we, if, if we win in Atlanta and we're like, let's say we're facing a 3-0 road trip at that point, I feel like this game has the potential to really be the upset, to be the problem at the end, like to really kind of a... Uh, uh, destroy a, a happy road trip. I can just just put a bad ending on it. Not unlike the last trip where we had kind of those bad losses coming right at the end of it. Well, to be clear, like the road trip ends a few days later in Minnesota. So oh yeah, well you know, end of the week. But we're only going through when we record. Definitely, even we might do a midweek pod. Who knows? But like we're definitely gonna be recording on Sunday. So like that yes. takes us Brooklyn Monday, Chicago Wednesday, Atlanta Friday, Detroit Saturday. Of those four games, Keith, how do you see the Blazers doing? What do you think their record is through those four games? You know, I feel like I, I feel like I can Say count it. on at least a three Say and one. It. I'm going four and zero. Four yeah! and zero, baby. Let's do it. Woo! Let's finish the season strong, man. We got this. We can do it. All right, we all right. So, faith, faith, faith. You going four and zero too? We, we both. Uh, I'm going to go three and one, but I like that oh, you have faith. You son. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I baited right. you into that one. <laughs> the final thing here before we uh, before we get out for a nice Sunday evening. Uh, Ennis Cantor he asks on Twitter. He said, "Would you rather be a decent player with a ring?" Or be a Hall of Famer with no ring. Brandon, what do you choose? Decent player with a ring, uh, let's say Iman Shumpert, or you know, maybe that's not decent. We can do better than that. Or Hall of Famer with no ring. I'm going to say decent player. Here's why. Like, if I'm contributing to a championship team, he said decent. He didn't say end of the bench. He said decent. I would, <laughs> I would rather be a meaningful part of a championship team than to be an amazing player who never won. Like, how horrible would it be to be Charles Barkley? Nobody wants to be Charles Barkley. It was almost Clyde Drexler. It was just, I mean, he was like a whisker away from being even, even an even better player than Charles Barkley was without getting a ring. He got one in Houston, good for him. But like, I don't know. I would rather be a contributor to a championship team. I mean, that's a championship. That's what they're all playing for. That's the whole point of playing the NBA is to get the championship. Do you disagree? You're making faces. You're looking in the screen all weird. Your eyes are big and buggy. Like, I don't know what's going on right now. Like, so it sounds like you disagree with that. You'd rather be a stat hog. You'd rather be a ball hog. It's ball hog and Keith out there. How can you call me the stat hog not chasing a ring when you were basically Kevin Durant? Stat you hog. just said that you just said you would rather be Kevin Durant. I would rather no, be Damian Lillard. No, that's not what I said. Kevin Durant, <laughs> he's not decent. Kevin Durant's a Hall of Famer, so we're talking about like. But he wouldn't have a ring unless he joined the Warriors. I'm saying I would rather be Lillard. If Lillard never wins a ring, I would rather be him than Matthew Delladova. You know what uh, I mean? I, I would, Matthew Delladova saying he's decent is a stretch. Like, <laughs> look, I, I didn't say J.R. Like, Smith. Okay. I, yeah. Look, I, I I'm, know, I'm just saying like, I would. I would rather take Dame. I would rather be the guy with the the constitution, the career that lasts, the the, the career that people look back on. At this point in the game, we remember. I, I get that. Like, okay, the the person who wins is, the, is who's remembered, and Chuck never won. Look, Chuck has a job on TNT. He's one of the only. One of the most well-known names in NBA history. Uh, it may not have been for winning a ring, but he's developed a career outside of that. I'd say same for Dame. If Dame never wins a ring, he will have a, uh, a memory. He will have a history well outside of a championship. But Ennis Cantor really didn't say on- Damian Lillard versus Matthew Delvadova. He said decent player <laughs> with a championship versus a Hall of Famer without one. Like- okay, okay. Sean Livingston on the Warriors. I would rather be Dame than Sean Livingston. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, when you put it that way, but like when you put it in the abstract, it's just tough. When you start putting names okay, okay. on it, Keith, when you start naming names, that's when you get into dangerous territory. How dare you <laughs> name names? That's not the point of Ennis Kander's no question was not to name names. It was completely no abstract. <laughs> As you take a sip of right, delicious. Well, what are you drinking, by the way? What is that? Oh, I've got some lovely uh, 14 Hands Rosé over here. Some some wine that we canned up in Prosser, Washington just a little while ago. 14 Hands? That's a lot of people. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it takes quite a few to make good wine. Uh, no, okay. <laughs> right, so, would you rather's though? I kind of like this that uh, Cantor threw this out there. Do you have any would you rather's? Do you want to throw one out here before we uh, wrap this episode up? Wow, put me on the spot. Put you on the spot. Let's uh, see, uh, would you rather? Would you rather make the Western Conference Finals and lose in a heartbreaking Game Seven, or Ooh. would you rather? get to the conference finals and just get swept. So would you rather like taste the finals and not quite get there? Would you rather just be like, ah, we're just not making it. Uh, I wait, wait, wait. So wait, like, wait, think wait, about so it this way. Would you rather be the 1999 Blazers Western conference finals team that lost in game seven? Or would you rather make the Western conference finals, but then get swept? Like, would you rather appreciate getting there and then get swept? Or would you rather like, I want to make the finals. And then you like, you don't quite oh. do it. Oh, okay. So you're saying either make the finals and get swept or fall just short of the finals. I, I thought you were saying game seven in the finals. I'm like, of course go Western conference finals. finals. I'm not, I'm gotcha. not setting my sights too okay, high. Okay, so like, gotcha. like one more time for everybody no, no, in the back. Good. This is good. Either. Oh no, you got it. Okay. Yeah. 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 So we're, we're saying either, Make the finals, but get swept. No, 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 no. Okay, one more time. <laughs> I, I Look, I, again, two drinks deep, now two and a half deep. Would you rather, either one of these scenarios, you're making the Western Conference Finals, but would you rather get immediately swept, or would you rather get to Game 7 and lose in a heartbreaker? No, game, game 7, for sure. I want the competition. Really? I want the good game. Yeah, I, I, to get swept. Look, we just saw what happened when the, when the Blazers got swept last year in the first round against the Pelicans. That is still coming back to haunt us. People still are discounting what the Blazers can do because but of that. But that was sweep. in the first if we round. we had gone to Game 7, but if we had gone to Game 7 in the, in the playoffs last year, in the first round against the Pelicans, we would not have the doubters nearly as much right now as we do. I have a differing view on this. Here's the deal. If you make the Western Conference Finals and you get swept, that means you shouldn't have been there in the first place. And like, you did a really good job. Like, congratulations. Like you made it to the Western Conference Finals. If you oh, get there so you and then you get to, like. yeah, exactly. But if you get there and you make to game seven and you lose, then like, oh, like we should have uh, made the finals and we didn't. There was, like, there was all these small things like, oh, if you just done this one other thing, right. you would have made it. Or if you just, oh, okay, okay. That's interesting. That's a good point. It's a lot more fan angst and anguish if you go to game seven and can like dissect every detail versus if it's like, hey, look, we did really well for what we had. Let's now build up a little stronger. I mean, we're still watching the Blazers blowing that 15 point lead to the Lakers. Like Ugh. however many, like 20 years later, like right, it's, right. it's it like, and if they had just gotten swept, we wouldn't be talking about it but i don't know if we way, wouldn't though man we're way, talking about they made it to the western year. conference finals either way right right i just i i'm not convinced we wouldn't be talking about it, though because we're talking about the sweep from last year so like people are definitely holding that no sweep way over dude our heads. no way there's no way like there, like there's no way there'd be no like oh like 1999 like game seven we all Wait, know where we were when that happened you're like telling, that doesn't you're happen telling me that the year swept. after you're telling me that the year after this happens that no other fans, like no anti-Blazer fans, when we're on Twitter and like talking some trash or whatever, no one's going to come on and be like, yeah, sure, you got to the finals and got swept. Like it's, it's the same that, way that we got swept in the first round. I think if you make the conference finals, that's like enough. Like first round swept, that's like, okay, you got swept in the first round. Like it's embarrassing. Like yeah. if you make the Western Conference finals, you made it. You made it that far. And I would rather not like have like that moment where like you blow a huge lead like, and that's that's the thing about this question that makes it interesting is like, would you rather get further and be disappointed or just have your head cut off right away like Game of Thrones style like, and I'm <laughs> suggesting just cut the head off, just cut my head off right away. <laughs> episode you know? one, just go for it. Just like first episode, <laughs> just like get me out of there. <laughs> when is that show coming back? Is it back yet? I think it's almost back. Almost okay. We're got the there. fucking zombie dragons and all the rest. It's all uh, I don't well, know. I, I like this. I like this. Would you rather thing though? We should do more of these. Would you rather's listeners? Please give us your would you rather's. Write in. Uh, give us like a hashtag TCWYR Trailcasters. Would you rather? Let's get this <laughs> no. going. Come on, we can do Ignore this. Ignore that TCWYR. No hashtag TCWYR. What are we frozen yogurt TCBY? What's going on right now? <laughs> we can do this. Make this a thing though. Let's get some would you rather segments going on here. I think it'd be a lot of fun. You know what else the listeners should do? They should donate to the Providence Cancer Institute through us. Get back to our Facebook page, the Wu-Tang Van Dream. Get over to Brandon and I's links. Uh, donate to each of us individually if you want to see Brandon's head shaved down to almost nothing. Or my beard. Ugh. No, sure. Cut the beard down. It'll grow right back. No big deal. Whatever. <laughs> That's not true. It doesn't grow that fast. But uh, You just comb your eyebrows over. over your beard, bro. 
get over and donate to us. Uh, help the Providence Cancer Institute. Help us fight cancer. And if you donate before the end of this month, you can get in on a wonderful trip uh, out to Sun River. Four days, three nights in a beautiful two-bedroom, two-bath stay out in Sun River. You need to take this trip, whether you've been there or not. It's a beautiful spot. Uh, right now, I'm going to win this trip. I'm going to donate so much just to make sure I have the majority of the raffle tickets. I'm going to win this trip unless our listeners get in there and donate in the next couple days. So donate now. Donate 25 or more. If you donate 50 or more, you get two. If you donate 75 or more, you get three. You see how this works. Go on there. Donate to us. Donate to me more than Brennan. Help him shave his head and get a trip to Sun River out of it. It is a win and win and win. And if you want to donate, you can do that by looking us up on social media and asking us about it. You're going to find us at Trailcasters on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Is this a good time to do the outro? Are we good for yes, this? Yes, do it. Do it. Do it. Go We're for also, it. It's a sweet you, roll. You can email us <laughs> if you have questions about it. It's me, Trailcasters at gmail.com. Check us out at trailcasters.com. And as always, the intro, outro, and interlude beats, including the beats that you are enjoying right now, are brought yes. to you by Odar. You can Odar. check out his work at soundcloud.com slash Odar Beats. And as always, we want your reviews. It doesn't matter how we get them. We just want them because more reviews means more people and more people means more fun, Keith. More Please fun. land this plane or helicopter or whatever part of your fleet that you have. Land it gently. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. In closing, your honor, listeners, that's it. That's our show. Thank you to Brandon, as always. Thank you, Odar, for the fat beats. And thank you to our sponsors, Envy Adventures and Clearly Speaking. Uh, and thank you, listeners, for a great lis- listening. We hope you enjoy your Blazers, your Rip City Basketball, and our latest episode. And thank you again. Please come back either midweek this week or next Sunday for the next edition of the Trailcasters. And hey, yep. let me get a quick Andrew Sharp impression here. How long did we talk? Fuck. <laughs> uh, actually, only an hour four. It's not that bad. No, but did you hear uh, the, the end of Open Four the other week? Like, he came on I, there and he No, I did. Uh, yeah. No, I remember that. Good good homage. Shout out to Andrew Sharp. We'll get it's him not on bad. here eventually. By the way, there. it's just like, I mean, I, I mean, absolutely no disrespect. I love Ben Golliver. He looks exactly like Nikola Jokic, and there's no question about it. <laughs> Oh, my God. I'm going to tell him you said that. Well, I mean, he's been told that before. I'm just saying, like, I saw this picture of Jokic. I'm like, that looks like fucking Ben Golliver. And by the way, like, there are worse people to be compared to than a professional basketball player, but they do look very similar. And I will also say, uh, Ben is a a, a handsomer version of what Nikola Jokic has going on. I think that that is also very fair. (laughs) That's awesome. I love it. 